0: In the following live session recording, Mark Walker, Business Solutions Advisor for the Assemblies of God Credit Union, shares the untapped potential of generosity. The listener will receive helpful tools to harness the power of your community to do more. There is so much power in community. In the U.S. during 2017, more than $400 billion was given to charities and more than 30% of that to religious organizations. Let's join Mark now. Um, I'll give you a little bit about myself first. As I mentioned my name is Mark, and uh, full full disclosure for you, I actually work for the Assemblies of God Credit Union. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm not sure how that makes you feel, uh, but we're all about the capital C church is really what we're about. Uh, the cool thing about my job is I get to work with just strictly churches and ministries and some businesses as well, and uh, so that's it's, this. This is the kind of thing that I love about my job is getting to come in, hang out with with people like you, and, and uh, give you ideas. Hopefully, you can walk away with something you know today that might might help you and move you forward uh, with what you're doing in your church. Mm-hmm. Well, let me let me tell you a story about um, something I remember in my childhood. Um, one of the very few memories I have from my childhood, but I was probably... Uh, it's one that just stands out. Um, I was about... I think I was about eight or nine years old. I'm considering the time frame based on the car that was in my memory. Um, but uh, I, had a, I, was, I was involved in church, with the church, grew up in church, with a great children's ministry in our church. and uh, I, I, was, uh, I remember uh, there was this teenage kid at church and really nice guy. He talked to me at church. He was always very kind, very encouraging. And uh, he asked me at church one day, he's like, "Hey, can I come over to your house and hang out with you one evening when your parents are home?" I was like, "Sure, that'd be that'd be really cool." And he was an older, you know, eight or nine whatever he I, he drove so he was at least 16 maybe been 17 years old and i remember very specifically him coming over to my house and it, well, i thought it was just absolutely cool because he drove i think it was probably about a 1965 66 chevy nova and it was primer gray and the, the the back end of it, because he had the big tires on the back of it, it to me it seemed like he was all the way up to my chin. It may have been at that age, but it just seemed like it was just this awesome beast of a car, even though it was primer gray. Uh, but he, he comes in over to my house, and what really amazed me about this memory is the fact that he just wanted to talk about things that I was interested in. He would sit down on the couch, and we'd sit there, and he was just like, you know, talking about different things, and, and, and he would just ask me, he's like, well, what do you like to watch on TV? And, and I, I still am a big Star Trek fan. I love Star Trek. And, uh, I, and I grew up watching the old Star Trek shows, and I told him about, uh, I, I like Star Trek. And he goes, and this was, and uh, this is how I'm timing this, it was either 1978 or 1979. He, uh, he said, have you heard about the new Star Trek movie that's come out? The Star Trek The Motion Picture, I think, came out in 1979. And so he he asked me, he said, have you seen previews for the new Star Trek movie? Well, We didn't have internet back then. No, I hadn't seen the previews. It hadn't been on TV. And so he just began to tell me about how the Enterprise was different. And then he said, um, and I said, oh, I love to draw pictures of the Enterprise. And he said, well, I want to see some. And so I brought out some of my pictures that I'd drawn as a kid, you know, of the Enterprise. And he began to show me how, and this this is just a vivid memory. I'll get to the point in a minute, but this memory is just... It's still so vivid in his mind, my mind. Is He began to show me how they changed the shape of the nacelles on the Enterprise. You know, The Enterprise has the two round, the old one does, has the two round engines on the back. Mm-hmm. And in the movie they changed them to where they're more square looking, very sleek looking. And he drew some pictures and took some paper and was drawing some pictures and how they looked and everything. And That memory just stands out to me because he was interested in me. He was interested in some of the things that, that I liked. And it took some time just to do that. And I remember only one time anything s- remotely spiritual encouraging came out was when he was drawing those nacelles uh, of the new enterprise. He goes, you know, you know they're the sa- it's the same ship, but they've just changed the look of it. He goes, and that's kind of what God does for us. He goes, we're the same person but God just completely changes and makes us brand new. And I just remember that being one of the only things that I ever heard come out of his mouth, spiritually. Um, but what, I mean, that memory, I, his name was Corey. I, I spent the rest of my life wondering, whatever happened to Corey? I don't even know his last name. I don't even know where he is right now. I um, hope he's doing well. I pray that he is. But it's just one of those memories that just lasts in my mind. And so uh, so here's another story. One just happened recently. Um, I, we were leaving church. My wife and I were leaving the church. We pulled out of the parking lot. It's kind of on a busy street. So we've got some parking lot people that are there waving as you, as you turn into the street. And... Uh, as we, as we were leaving in between services, I look out there and standing on the street was a guy that I'd known, Derek, for quite some time. He was standing out there waving to people. And I rolled down the window and said, Hey, Derek, how's it going? What's new in your life? And he runs over to the car and leans down the window and he goes, Friday, I'm going to be a parent. And I said, Really? They, I didn't know they were pregnant. They weren't pregnant. He goes, Yeah, we uh, decided to foster kids and we've got three teenage girls that are going to be dropped off at our house on Friday. And I was like, Wow. It's like, what do you need? He goes, I have no idea. <laughs> And uh, my wife immediately says, we'll take care of it. we got some things we'll give you. So my wife goes to the store and she buys, you know, hair ties and scrunchies and bath salts and, you know, <coughs> hangers and lip gloss and just, you know, little girly things like that. And she gets them in threes. She puts them in this laundry basket. And we take it to Derek and Regina. And they were just so grateful. And they were like, oh, that's just fantastic. Thank you so much. And, it, you know, it helped. Just a little bit like that, you know, helped. You can buy those $2 hair bands it makes... Big difference in little girls' lives, especially foster kids. So let me let me ask you a question. Out of those two stories, which of those represent generosity? Both, Both of them. Both of them represent generosity. Mm-hmm. And so let's let me ask this question: If uh, if generosity didn't equal money. It, let's suppose that money were completely gone. Let's say you didn't. There is no money. It's just all completely vanished. How could you still be considered a generous person? Maybe that's rhetorical. You don't have to answer that, I guess. But could we still be considered a generous person? There's. Um, y- if you think about the line between um, excess and uh, the things what we really need. So we have, there's a line between enough and excess. So we can look at our lives and go, oh, is that enough? Or is that too much? Um, it's kind of hard for us to look at our lives and go, okay, how much is too much and how much is, is enough? It's not hard for us to look at someone else's life and go, oh, that's too much. That's excess. Um, I follow on uh, Instagram, I follow this account called Preachers and Sneakers and I follow it just strictly for the entertainment value. The comments are absolutely hilarious. Uh, But what this guy does is he takes pictures of, he he grabs pictures off the internet of these famous pastors, and he started with just the shoes they were wearing. And so he would post this picture of the pastor in these shoes, and then he would also post an image of what those shoes cost if you would purchase them online. And Some of them were hundreds of dollars for these Nike shoes. And so it's just funny to look at some of the comments of what people are saying about that. So, here, here's, here's maybe uh, some you might be familiar with. I don't know if you can see. That's uh, Stephen Furtick uh, from Charlotte, North Carolina, Elevation Church, and he's got a hat on. I don't know if you can see there. That hat is $390. No. Yeah. So, <laughs> that's what this guy. This is this guy does. Here's here's another one here. Here's our friend John Gray. He's wearing a Gucci jacket there in that picture that list for $9,625. Now, let me also preface to say this. I love these guys. I don't know them personally. I love listening to their, they've got some great ministries. They do some great things. And you know what?
1: <clears throat>
0: they both have written books. Maybe they're buying this stuff from their book sales. They should have a good income from their books. If they're writing their books. Maybe someone's giving it to them. I don't know. But
1: uh, What's that? Maybe have.
0: have. You find a Gucci at a Goodwill store? I want to find that Goodwill store. Here's one you might be familiar with, old Jesse Duplantis there from Louisiana. Uh, he's got his Gucci Louis Vuitton jacket on there. It's a thirteen hundred dollar jacket. So I don't know, maybe someone in this church is blessing him with that, right? You think you think so? <laughs> it's uh so many
1: people criticize it. It is. It is. And I don't. I don't. Yeah.
0: Yeah. And I don't criticize. But the thing is, I think what the thing is with me is, it's easy for us to look at someone else and go, "Oh, that's excess. That's excess. That's too much." And you know what? Maybe it's not for them. Maybe it's not. Maybe for them, it's just enough. You know, I don't know. But it's always that easy for them uh, to look at. So we look at um, look at generosity. This, to me, is just a very simple way to explain generosity. Generosity is just simply freely giving and expecting nothing in return. Um, and I think so. So we can all agree that money, that giving money, is an expression of generosity. What are some other expressions of generosity besides money?
1: Helping somebody move. Okay. I was just helping my brother and two buddies came over, and they work with us for about seven hours. Giving you up your time or your muscle, yeah. Being somebody more is a big show of generosity.
0: Yeah. You're absolutely right. Any other expressions of generosity?
1: Sure. Mm-hmm. I was going to say, we have uh, cooking for people, giving someone's children dogs, and dogs. Uh, it, it. goes back to time, and I guess it you know, yeah, and sharing of you t- your food. T- and t- t- so your yeah. and your talent. So maybe time,
2: talents Expertise. Expertise, yeah.
1: Yeah, yeah. Yeah, those people, they are a disaster with people. That's yes, Joe They give their time and love. Uh, love well, sure is of is sure people. So our art, or,
0: are our churches equipped to
1: receive
0: the different expressions of generosity? Let's see, folks are going to be shaking a up now. Uh, and I know when I say churches, churches on a on global scale, maybe your church is, maybe we know of a few churches that may be, but are our churches ready to accept a generosity in all those forms?
1: I think we're about to because I've learned that there's a lot of volunteer groups that can come and help build the church and we'll that in time. Mm-hmm. And you lose those costs. Yeah and, and those groups say, Yes sir. More and more really walls Because there's a church at home that yeah. needs some renovation and like a group of forty men who came and spent a week and redid the church and left and it's yeah. and there it is and there's know, there's it no bills. I don't know who did that. But it's just
0: what about what about on, a, on an individual basis, you know, the members in your church that, you know, I understand and, you know, I'm familiar with some of those groups that do that type of thing too, but I mean, just our, our, our families that are in our church, are we pre- fully prepared to receive their types of generosity, maybe? Just a question, because I, I and I'm, I'm I'm concerned that we're not because and th- here's the takeaway that that's really important for us to know that multiple ways to receive expressions of generosity is required if we want our communities to feel inspired, and I think that's what we have to we have to understand that people express generosity in different ways, not always just money, and so um, I believe there are five different ways that people give. And uh, we talked about the first one is money. And we've talked about some, we've talked about, uh, you guys have mentioned probably all these others, but stuff is another one that people give. They like to give stuff, you know, whether they're giving, you know, I got a refrigerator, or, you know, someone has excess of something, or a surplus of something, or I've got extra clothes I want to give away, or I've got, you know, a car, a vehicle. I've Give away. I'm still looking for that guy who has an extra boat he would like to give away.
1: Um, so
0: those are some things too. Um, volunteering uh, is another way that people are generous as well. They're generous with their time in uh, volunteering, whether it be to the church or to you know, organizations uh, in the community and so forth. Uh, another one is relationships. These uh, relationships are going to be this type of person who's you know they're comfortable, you know, communicating coaching, having coffee with someone, counseling with someone. They're going to spend some time mentoring someone. They're going to spend some time in a relationship with someone, giving away their expertise. Um, You know, listening and providing empathy um, is another way um, that someone gives. And and this one, I think you guys touched on, um, but it's something that we don't always classify as a way to give uh, and being generous, but it's accepting. And uh, this is really where your hospitality person is going to come in—someone who's accepting of others. I'm opening up my home. I'm making dinner. Um, I'm having a small group over at my house. Um, I got some people from work. who are going to come over and we're going to talk about the sermon, your message this week, and uh, and and, and, eat, and eat pie and ice cream. There's uh, somebody like that. Or they can sit and listen to people talk and be okay with that. You um, know, there's some people that have that that ability. Um, you know, to do that. So. This is a, kind of the, in, in the category, kind of the five different ways that uh, people can express generosity. And, uh, you know, as churches, a, a lot of times I think we're, we're good at, at probably two of those. You know, we'll, we'll take your money. We'll have some ways to, to take your money. And, and sure, we've got, a, we've got a baby that needs to be rocked and changed in the nursery. We'd love for you to volunteer. Um, but there are other ways that, that people really want to give to our churches, and I think it's very important that, you know, as churches we kind of figure out how can we facilitate that, how can we create a channel for them to be generous on the level um, that they want to give. Um, So here's, I've I've, I've classified these down to just three simple things, and uh, I think this kind of, all those five can just be easily remembered by money, materials, and moments. And uh, so here's what I want you to do. I want you to put on your card um, there that I gave you, I want you to put which one of these um, gives you the most joy to be generous in. Money, material, or moments. On that little note card I gave you, just write one of those three. That Whichever one gives you the most joy. It's okay to take a moment to think about it. I had a friend, uh, he, he had so much stuff. I mean, he just had barns full of stuff. And I used to think, man, you are a hoarder. You're just, you're just collecting all this stuff. What do you got all this stuff for? But it's amazing because I realized, and I used to think he had a spirit of uh, poverty on him, that he just thought that, oh, he had anytime there was something free or something really cheap, he had to buy it of because I felt like maybe he thought that he's going to need it someday. And I realized after getting to know him after a long period of time, I realized you know he was the type of guy when someone you know walked into church one day with, oh my shelf fell over and broke my toilet. He's like, oh I've got an extra toilet at my barn. Would you come pick it up on Thursday? You know, or someone's like, oh I just uh, put a new room, or, or my son moved in, got a divorce and moved in, and I'm gonna carpet the garage so that he can live in the garage. Oh I've got some carpet that you can have. And I realized. He he was just that was his gift was stuff that was his generosity language. Um, you familiar with the, the five love languages, um, mm-hmm. uh, Doctor Gary. Gary Chapman? Gary Chapman. So he talks about the five love languages, and I think uh, generosity probably also has that same type of language as well. And I know gift, you know, the giving of gifts or the receiving of gifts is is one of those. But but I think we all kind of have a generosity language as well. So. All right, did you, w- which one gives you the most joy? Did you write it down? It's it hard to pick just one? Yeah. Is, that, is that what it was? Yeah. Hard to pick just one? Which one goes above the other? And not, none of them are wrong. We know that. None of them are wrong. But, um, you know, I, I would have a tough time between money and moments. I, I like to give but myself. I like to grab people, let's go have some coffee, tell me, tell me your story, what's been going on, what can I pray for you about? I think
1: that creates memories
0: mm-hmm.
1: for you in there. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I had moments, and so I'm going to just write again, that I just threw money because we have just been able to help some people yeah. in the church that it makes, you, it makes you feel good to yeah. give
0: and, and do. It, it kind of depends on where you are in life as well, and type of personality you are. You know, I I worked with some people very closely in our church and man we could never get them to volunteer. Man, they would never volunteer. They had like six kids, would love them to work with us. Just greet at the door, be friendly. They were nice people. They were professionals. But man, they gave to the church like nobody's business. And that was their thing. That's where they got their joy. And they and you know, at at times and I had conversations with them, I had flat out conversations. With them. I was like, you know, are you trying to buy your way out of serving in the church and it, it took me a while to realize no that's that's just their generosity language they're like no I just and they, they never had anybody over to their house they, they could have a beautiful home they had us over once a beautiful home could host hosted some great you know times over there but it's that's just one thing but anytime something came up we' were doing a camp and 17 kids want to go and they camp not not a problem here's here's 4,000 bucks, here's 10,000 bucks for a new building campaign, whatever. They had no problem, just, that was their thing. So, I'd like to be that person, but I'm, I'm kind of like you were like, I like those moments, those memories that we create with being someone, so. Alright, now let's do this. Let's move into this. Let's look at our generations. And then, on the back of the card, here's uh, Here's what I want you to do. On the back of the card, I just want you to color. I'll let you choose which generation you belong in. So, I'm, I'm, I'm not that I'm being rude, but I'm, we're probably not millennials. No millennials in here, anyone? Okay, so we don't need that. So, Gen Xer, or a Boomer, or an Elder. Which, 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 um, which case are you going to fit in? And just on the back of that card, I want you just to color it. Or something, make a square or a circle or some type of shape or something. Got that? Let's 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 put. Let me let me have your cards. I'll put them up here. Cards? Yeah. Let me have your
1: cards. I'll put them up here. <laughs> <There> You're gonna laugh at that one. That's my version of the Enterprise. nice, you nice work, you nice work. Way to nice remember. Way to
0: remember. So did you not have a, did you not have a, a favorite um, way to give a generosity oh language to put on that side
1: mm.
0: If we had, it would be interesting to see if we had several people from the different generations we can put in there um, just to kind of see where um, generosity meets as far as it goes for the generation. So this gives you an idea of, uh, this is based on a Barna research based on the age groups of what people, based on their generations, where they prefer to be generous, what gives them the most joy. Um, it's interesting you can see if if you just start on the on the right-hand side and see there that 81% of elders prefer to give moments of generosity. Why why is that do you think? How about they're retired? Yeah, Yeah, they've got the time. And so mm-hmm. they're given they prefer to give the moments. Um, and you can see the baby boomers also are pretty high in the moments but then they jump over Uh, to be pretty high as far as giving money. Um, Our Millennials, um, they're pretty high at giving moments. They'd rather give their time than just about anything else. I think the reason why we don't see Millennials give money is because Millennials just don't have a lot of money. (laughs) It's just plain and simple. They're wrapped up in student debt um, and all kinds of things like that. Um, We also see that, uh, and then Gen Xers, uh, which is my generation, um, they uh, money is their thing and moments also, uh, which again kind of goes with what I just said that my my two were more money and moments as well. So
2: yeah, Marco. Also Gen X. I was thinking when you were saying all of that, the fact is I probably get more joy out of material gift. Mm-hmm. It just takes time to do that, yeah. and I don't have a lot of time. Mm-hmm. So the easiest thing for me to give is money. Yeah. So yeah. That and that fits that category. Yes. Yeah. Guess.
0: yeah. And that, and that may be the case with a lot of Gen Xers, maybe that's, that's the case. Just that they're just too busy and they don't realize it. Oh, how much fun that would be if I could just give that away, and they don't realize it. Um, well, I have a question. What happens when you know
1: somebody needs a stove, or you go and use your money to buy a stove and they live in a stove? Is that material,
0: or is that money? I think that in, in this research that actually can, can, uh, counts as stuff, because you're not actually just giving a monetary. Because, uh, I mean, you know, even if it was a stove you had, that you replaced, you had bought purchased that stove I think at one time.
2: Same situation with like backpacks. You know, in our church collecting backpacks. Yeah. You gotta go buy all that stuff. I'm like I'm gonna write you a check. Somebody else can go fill the thing up, you know. Yeah. I just don't have the time.
0: Yeah. But if I were to take you this afternoon and take you to lunch and buy your lunch, that's that's a material mm-hmm. thing. I'm gonna I'm gonna buy your food, but I am paying for the lunch, but that's more of a material thing than it is just giving you. And and honestly you think about it, I mean in a sense, I think that's a little bit more generous than just giving you ten bucks to go to lunch. Um, I can remember my dad. He's he's a very generous guy. He's he's generous with his money. He's also generous with making moments and loving on people. But. Um, he would do both. He'd sit and talk to someone. And I remember being a, a kid. it's Another memory I have. My my dad just, he talked so long with people. And I remember being a kid. Of course, uh, maybe it was only five minutes.
1: You know, yeah, I know. But
0: as a kid, you're sitting there in the car and you're just like, oh my goodness, he's talking, he's talking, he's talking. And it seemed like an eternity to me. But he's asking them, and his, his always go-to question is, where are you going to church now? That was always his go-to question because he would lead off with that. Oh, well, you know you should come check out. if You're not going anyplace. You should come check out, you know, our church or whatever. That was always his leadoff question. And I remember when he finished every conversation, even though it seemed like two hours to me as as a three year old kid, I remember he always took out his wallet and he gave him five bucks to here to we'll buy your lunch today. And uh, you know that that was back when five bucks can actually buy you lunch. <laughs> so so he kind of did both. So I don't know. All right. So where do we where do we fit in, you guys? You're both in the you're both in the boomer generation, right? Look at that money money and moments. Yeah, so kinda just gives us kind of fits right in there too, with what we are. I, I think it's just kind of a generational thing that, that our generations, you know, kind of prefer the way we give. Um, so here are some questions that I think is important to us to ask in our churches. Uh, when we sit down with our leadership and uh, we just ask these questions and we say besides money because you know typically we are good at money, uh, receiving money, we receive our offerings uh, and hopefully your church is doing it multiple ways Uh, but besides money what are other ways uh, that people in our church can be generous? One of the ways are people generous in our church? How are they generous? Are they giving their stuff? Are they giving you know uh, their their time they're giving their moments away <clears throat> and then what new channels can we provide to allow them to be generous and and this is and and maybe I didn't start with this at the beginning but i I don't necessarily have the answer to this and this is what I'm kind of hoping maybe to glean some ideas from those of you who are in the field working with with people in the churches what are some ways that we can, as churches, open up channels to help people be generous in one of the other areas besides just money in our church. What are some of those ways that a, that a church can do? I mean, we've, we've got the ability to, to, to have volunteers. You know, you can, I'm sure you can volunteer in your church. Um, what are some other ways to open up? Any thoughts on that?
1: Well, recently we had a beautification day at church and, and, and people we normally don't need a lot in that place, they
0: can and they spend all day painting, and it's enough it, it was a chance for them to give. Uh, and they gave
2: that way, they need a church and you know, preparing the nursery. Yeah, so like a like a big work day? <coughs> yeah. When we were in Russia, we were missionaries in Russia, we mm-hmm. had one of our largest churches created a, a shared space everybody who was in the church who had expertise mm-hmm. could give it away free. Okay. So it was, you know, like there was this one uh, lawyer who would give uh, free legal advice. Oh, really? Yeah, to members of the church or people who were uh, interested in becoming members. There were, uh, you know, a car, um, you know, engine repair. They would people would drive up there and there's a guy in the church who was a mechanic and he would. He would devote that time to helping them with their car. So it was a lot of sharing yeah. uh, at a specific time.
0: So tell me a little bit about the share the share space. I like yeah. the idea and I get the concept. How did you how did you materialize that and make that tangible in <clears throat> the congregation? Yeah. How, what was the Well first thing was
2: asking the, the congregation what are you good at or what what do you do during the week that okay. you can give to Jesus? And then we picked a Saturday, it was one Saturday a month. The church was very large and it was like an open house, kind of almost like a a ministry fair, Mm -hmm. people would kind of come in, and these guys would have their little set set up space where they would then either set up appointments thereafter or do something on the spot, go back out in the parking lot, that's where they did the car repair or things like that.
0: Okay, so like a a ministry fair Mm -hmm. or like a... It
2: was a once a month thing, so first couple of times, it, it took some time to get up off the ground, but then once people knew about it, they started sharing it with friends, and it became
0: an on-route for evangelism. Uh, I visited a church, I think it was in Michigan, where they had a, a big wall in their lobby. It was, it was a, I think they called it the blessing wall, or mm-hmm. something like that. And they had the little acrylic, flat acrylic pieces on the wall where you could stick a card in. And one side was needs, and one side was um, have or have to give, or gifts, or something like that. But, uh, and of course, the needs portion was always pretty full, but it would somebody be like, you know, I've got a car, I need a car or a job or something like that. And then they could walk up, somebody could walk up, oh, I've got a fridge to give away, and they'd put that on there on the car to give And so there was always a way to make a connection uh, in the lobby with that. That was another good way I've seen um, as far as stuff goes and expertise as well. That's a good idea. I like that, the fair idea. That's great. What other ideas have, have worked for you that you've seen worked or? Or might have.
1: Yeah? <clears throat> no? I like your idea of the board, the board needs this stuff to do right? away. Yeah. yeah. I don't know about that. Because there's a lot of different needs in like the congregation. Sometimes somebody calls you and says, Well, I got a mattress, I want to be away. I have to make it out of just yeah. just right. this item. Right. You just tiny part it. on the board. Yeah.
0: yeah. Yeah. And that's not that's not that's not what you're called to do is try to match match the toner with, oh, the, yeah. with the receiver necessarily.
1: In a small church, things are different. You know, I, I take people to the doctor. You don't see that in yeah, the church. The yeah. is, you know, I take people to the doctor.
0: Right, right. I do. Uh, it's different. Yeah. But you're people. growing, right? Are you, are you growing as a church?
1: We're growing as a church. Yeah.
0: yeah. And they can't be things that you hold on to all the time, though. No, those are things you'll probably eventually have to. And maybe that's something, too. You know, you taking people to the doctor. Somebody else in the church say, "Hey, would you like to give a ride? Be generous with the transportation, and that help free you up to, you know, counsel more, or sermon prep, or pray more, you know, or take some time off. Maybe that's important too. Anything else that you've seen work, work well, work good?" Well, that's um, an that's hour and a half long worth of stuff I just didn't have. Um, I appreciate you guys being open and uh, discussing with me a little bit. Giving some ideas. I think we got some good ideas that might be able to be useful. You got some good ideas? Good. 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 And that's really what I want to do. It's just, uh, if I can just be a conduit of ideas and present some that I've seen and grab some new ones and take those and present those. I think that's uh, it's kind of really my calling uh, in ministry. I spent, I spent uh, 22 years as a full time pastor uh, in ministry. And I um, um, started out as a youth pastor, Been a youth pastor. I was a youth pastor in Methodist Church, Simply God Church, and non denominational church. And then I finally worked my way all the way down to senior pastor. Um, so I always say it was a demotion. Youth pastor youth pastor and children's pastor. That's that's the top notch right there, right? You got the most influence right there in their lives. But um, uh, yeah, yeah. So and and but now I get to say that um, I don't work for a local church. I get to work for the local church. And uh, like I mentioned this morning, that I'm I'm all about the capital C church. It's a church in general. <coughs> I don't care who we are. We're all on the same team. Let's let's make this work. Let's love people. And that's what the church is about, anyway. You were talking, Liz, you were talking about you know, getting a mattress to somebody, taking somebody to the ride. I mean, this, that's, that's what the church was really about. Uh, you know, today. Yeah. I mean, today we are. We're focused on buildings, we're focused on programs, programs and properties. And, uh, and numbers. Huh? And numbers. and numbers. We are. And
1: which uh, people are like, like you were very thankful for that. It was meaningful to you to have that kid come to your house. Sure. People really. really Means a lot to them when it's not to go to the doctor because, in the case of our congregation, uh, getting a taxi to go to downtown or I mean, they live in or and to go to the children's hospital because of the poor neighbor kids, yeah. that's a hundred dollars that they have. Yeah. And if they have to pay it, that's kind of really hard to budget for them.
0: Well, and that's that, something that we didn't do, and that's what uh, I had a little activity plan with the Play-Doh, and I, I totally forgot to do that. That you were going to take the Play-Doh and, and form something that was your first memory of, of receiving generosity. Something that reminded you of receiving generosity. In the past, when I've done the, that type of exercise, it's funny because you have people... Of course, mine was a car. When I first did it, I did a car because Corey came to my house in his Chevy Nova, and it was just really cool. Um, uh, Some people have, they they make a little triangle and it's a Christmas tree. And like, oh I remember my first Christmas when my parents couldn't afford anything but they got me my favorite Star Wars toy. Or uh, a birthday cake, you know, because I remember I had friends over at my house. What's really neat about that and the point of that exercise is that nobody makes a dollar sign. Nobody ever says, man if it hadn't been for that five thousand bucks that so and so gave me. And, and I can look back on my life and go, oh, there's a couple times somebody gave me five thousand bucks or I'd received, you know, some uh, cash money, but the memories that really live out was Corey. That's the memory that really, that really lived in my, you know, that really impacted me all the way through my life. Five thousand bucks was great. It didn't last very long. <laughs> it was gone, probably went to pay bills.
1: That's why you have an awesome memory as a kid and having all the negative
0: kids
1: process things. Yeah. It was an aunt promised me one thing at one time and she never gave it. She never gave that present. She, she promised, I, mean, I think it was a game, promised it to me. She never gave me that game. And for years I remember that, that she was supposed to give me that game and that she never did. So that has taught me as an adult never to promise something to a kid and not deliver it. Yeah. Because if you forgot about it, you went on with your life, and that kid is waiting for that thing that you promised
0: yeah.
1: them. Yeah. They haven't forgotten. It's a big deal to them. You went on with your life, you forgot. We have busy lives. It wasn't a, she didn't do it with bad intention, but she forgot.
0: So, how do, what's, what are your feelings today towards that?
1: How about that? Well, like I said, it just taught me a big lesson. Would you it hurt me, so therefore I need mean, to promise something to a kid. I'm
0: it. Make sure you don't hurt yeah. others. Yeah.
1: One thing I went to. Uh, we had a couple of missions in Cuba. So two years ago, when I went there, a kid just needed a, a glove and a that's what we asked for. And I said, you well, know what? Next time I'm to bring it to you. And I shared that with my parents. Elderly couple. <laughs> then when I was going to Cuba just three months ago, my mom reminded me. I forgot. Yes. My mom. I want that oh, mom. thank you so much for inviting me that my elderly mom, 84 years old, remembered. And I forgot And I would have felt really bad showing up over there without that glow
0: and had that that wall. And so you you showed up with it? Showed up with it. You gave it to him? Yes. And how was a
1: kid it was like, oh my God, you would have thought Life changing you spent a hundred dollars in presents. Yeah.
0: And what it cost you? Twenty five, fifty bucks maybe?
1: Yeah, about forty bucks.
0: Yeah. 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 But to him? It was the world, yeah.
1: You grew up when you basically grew up in Cuba, that's
0: Yeah. But the story that generations later, yeah. you may be gone, he may tell the story of this yeah. missionary. He came from America, he brought me a glove and a ball. Yeah. And I remember what he said. Yeah. And and even if even if it makes him always keep a promise later yeah. in his life. Uh, job well done.
1: So almost
0: Yes. That's cool. That's very cool. Well thanks guys. There's uh, my contact info if you ever want to get a hold of me. Um,
1: what Generush?
0: Generush is our online giving platform uh, designed for churches and ministries. It is available in Spanish. It does have a Spanish interface. It's one of the only giving platforms that does have a Spanish giving interface. It also has a Hebrew giving interface.
1: What? Yeah,
0: (laughs) we made a we made a we made a move uh, because you know what Scripture says. It says to take the you know spread the good news of the gospel, and then it says what to the Hebrews first, to the Jews first, and so. We made a Hebrew interface uh, because we've got some pretty big Jewish organizations, uh, Messianic Jewish organizations that mm-hmm. that wanted to do giving, and so we're like, we're going to make this for you. So, but we also make Spanish because a lot of churches and I, you know, um, I don't know, about, I don't know what, from what you see. I don't know about it in the in in the Baptist Convention are the Hispanic churches growing rapidly? Because I know in the Assemblies of God, it's our fastest growing. Section of congregants are the Hispanic churches, growing at a ridiculous rate.
1: I have idea the really? Mm-hmm. The, the thing that we come across so much is just a constant battle against non un- Catholic. Mm. Hmm. Hmm. Interesting. Mm-hmm. It's for the Mexican community. It's the culture. It's not just a religion. Right. The religion is just a religion, but <laughs> it's their culture. It's the entire culture. Yeah. 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 Does this run your platform? Is it? It's online giving. Mm-hmm. they run running in the background. App based.
0: Web based. It is. It's web based. Um, say, run in the background. I mean, it's 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 always there. You, you know, your church would have your own um, web landing page, uh, so any, anybody can land to it at any time. You also have the ability to snip a what we call an iframe code embedded on your church website so that the giving form is right on your church website, so they never have to leave your church page uh, to, to make a donation. It can always be reached on their mobile phone, you know, on a computer, okay. and then text giving as well.
1: We're supposed. I think we think um, that we are missing giving a whole generation of people mm-hmm. because my husband is ten years older than me, and he still writes checks and stamps home and you know, throws them in and yeah. it's kind of thing at our house. Me too. But like <laughs> we will we pay online. But there's a whole generation of people who yes. maybe don't even have a checkbook, and I think we're missing them. And I don't know whether they would give or not really not my issue, I'll I'll say, but I'm not providing, or we're not providing a place for them to do it. So we're actually actively looking, so I'd be interested in if we have time, yeah. can you talk a little bit about it? Sure. are sure. we're, we're
0: actually not done until twelve, but if you have time I certainly would, would show you. I yes. the last thing I wanted Crank to do the last yeah. thing I wanted to do was turn this into a sales pitch. But if you if if this is pitch. something you want okay. to look yeah, at you're okay. good. I'm you yeah. know, I am I'm, I'm done with, with my 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 content as far as that goes, yeah. but yeah. but um especially yeah.
1: now that we're about construction and stuff. Like that.